This is the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Justin Oswald underscore. With me again today, Brad Livingston. What up? What up? What's going on, guys? Uh, another sermon, another week, another follow-up podcast, and we are excited, man. We are. We just wrapped up week two of our detox series, and uh, it's been pretty good so far, man. I've been... Mm, detoxed. I've been detoxing, you know, uh, and it's cool because we're matching it up with 21 days of prayer. And so I think that, you know, um, anytime you're paying attention to what the Lord is trying to do in you or take out of you with something like the detox series and you match that up with 21 days of prayer and um, it kind of becomes, you know, you, you can see the Lord just kind of moving uh, in and through, um, you know, your heart, your soul, you know, your spirit and just, uh, yeah. So the Lord, man, the Lord's just been really dealing with me on some stuff personally and uh you know prayerfully you know everyone else we've been getting a lot of good feedback on the detox series yeah. so um That's been so good. It's, it's been good so yeah man we're pumped up and we're uh happy to have you guys back another week and so we want to jump straight into to what we got this week uh for the detox part two and this uh, the title for this week is it's got to go um and so the the first week of the detox series we really kind of honed in on why like what was the why behind the detox like there's something better you know there, there's there's um a life that the lord wants us to live and and there's something that's available to us if we'll if we'll get the stuff out of the way and then um and then this week we kind of focused on kind of some of the thing like what is it you know what are some of the areas that need to that right. need to go you yeah. know uh and so uh we started off by just kind of defining a detox and it's the removal of toxic substances from a living organism. Now, Justin, I know you don't have any toxic people or anything like that. No. <laughs> we cut them loose pretty quick. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no. no, there's toxic people. <laughs> we don't, I don't they hang out hang out with them much. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So um so what we talked about is uh just kind of it's kind of making way and uh and looking at what's gotta go, right? So the things that that we need to see changed in our life. And so let's jump straight in, man. So step one and it's got to go kind of step one. And what we really looked at is like cleansing. Like there's a cleanse that has to come before, you know, as you detox, you cleanse the stuff out of your system. Right. And, uh, so the first one, uh, J O is what do you got there? You got to remove the junk, remove the junk. And man, we all have junk, you know, don't we all, (laughs) we all have some, some junk that has to be removed, some, some things, uh, in our life. And, and, uh, we kind of honed in on three areas, like three specific things. Um, and before we did that, we said first Corinthians 15, 33, uh, read that for us. Yeah. Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. So yeah, we talked about how like a lot of us have the intention we try to start off well, you know what I mean? Like we, we try, like, you know, we get, get out of church on Sunday. We're like, no, we're going to do better this week. Like we're going to, you know, we're going to put the right foot forward and we're going to do, you know, yada, yada, yada. And, and, uh, before we know it, the, these three things that we surround ourselves with end up corrupting, uh, the good morals, the good concepts, the, the attempts that we have. Right. So, uh, let's kind of go down this, the, the, these three, the list. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of toxic toxic people, to- the first one is toxic people, and uh, who is in our life? Like, who is in your life out there uh, in podcast land? Like listener, right now, who are the people in your life that when you're around them, you're the worst version of you? Mm. Who do you get around that makes you feel like 
the worst version of you. So maybe they don't make you, maybe they don't force you or pressure you to make terrible decisions, but maybe just their presence makes you feel like, uh, like, uh, you know, so toxic people, complainers, man, listen, complainers, I have zero time for negativity in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, zero. I, I just, yeah, <laughs> like, complainers. Com- yeah. Like, man, what is, what possesses someone to find the negative in everything? Do you know what kind of entitlement you have to have to to feel like we have the right to complain about stuff? Like, think about other people's lives. And, like, you know, some of us are complaining about just nonsense. Stupid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like even, like, we got it so good. Right. We have it so good. And it's like, uh, you know, I I heard this statistic. Uh, you know, I, I like statistics, you know. Um, Statistically. Did you know, did you know that 86.7% of statistics are made up on the spot? On the spot. <laughs> Point seven, like that one, eighty six point seven. No, I heard that the uh, scientists and stuff are saying that um, even the the chance of someone becoming a human being, becoming a life, right, is like four hundred trillion to one. Right. So the fact that you're here is saying something. That's right. You're already aware. So yeah, like (laughs) yeah. So uh, I don't know. Complainers, man. Toxic people. Toxic people. And, and yeah, I mean, just like negativity in general, like, um, life, listen, life does a good enough job creating negative stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like just life go like go into the store today. Someone's going to steal your parking spot. They're going to be out of the brand of, you know, whipped cream you want to buy, like whatever, like life in and of itself is going to have like things that we're whip, jumping over like, whipped cream whipped cream right like that's what you maybe you of. want ready whip instead of cool whip you know what i mean are you a can person or the like the i don't scoop buy out of the container? whipped cream do you make it or you just no, don't eat I, it no why, why do i need whipped cream at home for <laughs> you know, if y'all out there could have seen justin's face <laughs> when i asked that question <laughs> like what do i need whipped cream at home for I, no, I don't know. I don't eat. You don't like strawberries? I don't cream? do a lot of eating at home. <laughs> um, but no, I don't, I'm just a dinner guy. Like, I don't, I'm not a snacker. I don't have snack food and stuff at the house. Gotcha. Like, I'm, you know, so no, I will not. No, no whipped cream. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, yeah. but all that to say, like, life presents enough of its own unique challenges and situations and all blah, blah, blah. like it, it does it's it does a good enough job on its own like we don't need to add negativity and we don't need to surround ourselves with people who add negativity to our life um you know i tell some of our leaders sometimes i, I talk to some of our leaders you know because uh we we utilize different types of leaders uh, at transformation church to help disciple people and really pastor people, you know, small group leaders and stuff like that. But I tell a lot of our small group leaders, like you got to know when to cut some loose because some people don't want to change their circumstances. All they want to do is complain about them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, if you're not here to change your circumstances, you just want to complain about your circumstances. I'm not your guy. No, keep you know, moving. like if you have, if you come to me complaining about, something and you've complained to me about it before and you haven't done anything that I've any of the advice I've given you but you still want to complain to me I will probably send you elsewhere because keep moving like man if you have if you're not wanting to change your environment you just want to complain about your environment I'm not that dude like we you know what I'm saying so I got this uh I heard it on a show 
so I, I shouldn't say it's like a saying that I have, but I, I heard it on a show that I really like. But you can, but you can, you can. I'm it's a, yours. Yeah, it's mine. Because um, no one else says it. Only the guy on the show says it once, so it's basically mine. Um, <laughs> is if you don't like the way the table is set, turn the table over. There you go. I like that. Yeah. Like flip it over. Right. If right, you don't right, like, right. you know, your 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 life, you don't like the way things are going, you don't like the way whatever, then like, flip it over and let's reset it. You know. Like, yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I love one of the guys that me, you and I both listen to who shall not be named. Yeah. Um, I love one he, of the, He will be a guest on our podcast one day. One day. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so one of, the, one of the guys that you and I both listen to in podcast land, um, man, you know, he talks about it a lot. Like, who are you to complain about your circumstances? Like, who do you think you are to talk about how bad you've got it? You know, and like he talks about being a, an immigrant and- um, you know, coming into the country with nothing and, and, you know, just the whole, like his whole journey. But even he talks about it. He's like, any of us could sit around and complain all day. It takes someone that genuinely wants to see something different in their life to get up and do something about it. And it's I, like, yeah. So the, the question becomes in his context versus ours in the church world, right. Is he would make the argument that most people aren't capable like it's a he's a business guy he's an entrepreneur right it's a, it's a small select few people that have the innate thing within them to make them be successful entrepreneurs right so everyone else is pretending because being an entrepreneur is cool now or they want to front on Instagram or hashtag or you know they want to put CEO in their in their bio of whatever you know what I'm saying <laughs> like but but so CEO everyone else, of the company you only work at right so he's but everyone's out there kind of just pretending so he's basically making the argument of a lot of times of you don't have it in them. So then we have to ask that question in our context. Like, do we believe everyone as Christians has it in them to, to not be quote unquote complainers or toxic or, you know, and I think that, that's, a, that's a great question. It I is. think we should hammer in on that some. Yeah. So it's like, I think it goes back to something we talk and I talk a lot about self-awareness, you know? So yeah. it's like, um, I, I personally don't think everyone's going to be the world's problem solvers. You know, I think a lot of that is just the culture we live in. I think it's our schools. You know, I think college isn't designed to help people make decisions. College is designed to build workers. You know, so yeah, that's good. So we don't, and and, and that may be fine depending right, on right, your right. field. Yeah, like I'm not, not, I'm not, I'm not bashing here. that. I'm saying, but right. if if we think that you know. A grade school through high school and then college is going to teach people how what it's like to make decisions or to critically think that I believe critical thinking is a skill I possess. Right. I, and um, I think a lot of people don't possess right. that. So it's like we expect people, you know, so what happens is it turn them not having these certain maybe traits or our, our byproduct of our even our the way we do education in this country. The byproduct is what, what we're talking about now is like toxicity or quote unquote complaining or whatever right. it's like so i don't know that's a good question that, that'd be something to talk about deeper um i don't know yeah well because i think that you know even going with that is it's like you know do we in and of ourselves have the uh power or do we possess the ability to um to to be successful and in this particular case do we do we have the ability to be successful um and not allowing our circumstances or the people around us to define 
what we're going to do and who we're going to be because uh, we can go ahead and list them now the, there's three things that we were talking about removing the junk there's people places and practices right removing toxic people getting toxic places out of our life and removing toxic practices and, and so hammering down on like what we're talking about right now even going back to to gv like well, the whole thing is gv well code name, yeah, yeah. Code name. Uh-huh. so like even going back to to gv like that that whole idea is like some of our people don't have to have the willpower to be successful entrepreneurs, but you do have to have a faith level to let God dictate your circumstances for you. Yeah, and even for us, I mean, literally before we walked in and record this 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 podcast, we were having a conversation of things we're dealing with on a, on a on a church level and right. you know planning and future and all these things and talking about roadblocks and all these things. It's like something GV says. You know, it's like if you're the type of person, like say you do run a small business or or you're the type and we've all we all hear it around election time. Right. No matter what side of the aisle you're on, he says, you know, like if you actually believe that the president or who's in Kong and any of these things are going to affect your life and your business, you've already you're a loser. Right. You're right, right, already exactly. lost because the successful people, like, by the way, like we could like even now we can say whatever we want about the last eight years. But there was a lot of people making a lot of money the last eight years. Sure. You know, a lot of success. You know, the economy was good. Then there was people making money in the Bush years. You know, those yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like the people that are successful overcome those things. Well, here's the deal. You can. And this is man. This is for believers, non-believers. Like, this is business, but this is also in regards to uh, uh, trying to get stuff out of your life and, and become healthier. In regards to your mentality and how you approach life and and all those things, you can make excuses all day long. Mm. You like you can have every excuse in the world. Well, I love that person, and I just don't want them. Well, then you're gonna suffer while you love them. Like that's what's gonna be. Now, I don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm. You know, I'm not advocating for divorce. Don't listen. Don't don't run with what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is, if you're in a relationship with someone, or it maybe you are married to someone, but you need to reevaluate how you interact with each other, um, or, or whatever the case may be. Uh, maybe it's not a spouse. Maybe it's a mother or a father. Like maybe it's a parent. Or maybe it's a sibling. Like, listen, you can make all the excuses in the world that you want to, but if you don't do something about it, then you lose the ability to use them as an excuse because mm. now all, now the problem is you. So listen to me, podcast listener. If you go out and you make the same decision to allow the same person to do the same thing to you today that they did yesterday to tear you down and you knew they were going to do it again today, now it's your fault not theirs like fool me once shame on you pull me twice shame on me type, type yeah talk. now it's your fault so if you want to keep walking that walk walk the walk but don't blame everybody else because you're in the same position now that you were in before um like it's on you now do something about your life mm. um now in our context all of that should start with prayer and with reading our word and spending time with the lord so that he can give us direction so don't don't get me wrong. I don't think this is a hundred percent carnal thing or a, a fleshly thing, but at the end of the day, like God's desire for us is rarely for us to just continue to put ourselves in environments where we're beaten down and and all those things. And if we're doing that for the gospel, there's you know there's nuances, but by and large, we put ourselves in environments to be stalemated, to where not only are we not effective for our own life, we're ineffective for the gospel. We're not making disciples, and therefore the enemy is winning in our life. Yeah, and, and how many times do people use uh, 
toxic people, places, or practices, and all like the little what you just said about using someone else, someone else using you or, or whatever. But I think people just get comfortable, and they they use their the toxic things around them as an excuse for them to continue to be lazy or a loser or not do anything or not mm. improve their life. Huh. So it's yeah. like you know, it's not it's not my fault. It's my husband, whatever whatever the scenario is like, you know, I, you know, I'm not making any more money because my boss won't give me a promotion or whatever. It's like it, it becomes an excuse. Sometimes it just, it's comfort. I think some people get so caught up in um, the comfort and familiarity of their circumstance, even if it's negative, that they would rather hold on to the the familiar aspect of it than to try to move on and it it allows them to remain lazy or unproductive or to make a change and that goes back to the question of like do people have it in them like is that something we can overcome or is that kind of something you're born with i don't know i don't know if that's a spiritual conversation you know um i think i think to a degree it's both i think that there is i I think there is some of us whether it's life circumstances growing up whether it's just by the sheer grace of god there is a drive in many of us to say forget all the stuff that's going to pull me down i'm going higher yeah right the the catch to that is i believe that there are people that don't inherently have that it's not a natural part of their personality however the lord can do that in them like yeah so is it white or black? Like, is it winning? Whatever you, however you define what you're winning for your life. And if you're not winning, are you losing? So are you, are you asking, is it cut and dry? Uh, is it black or yeah, white? It may, it? Maybe, you know, like I, you know, like, I don't know. Like, are you winning? And if not, does that automatically mean you're losing? Well, here's and, does, a, and, and, does, and does, if you're losing, does that make you a loser? Yeah, listen. You know, and how do you? We're yeah. already this start, we're already this far down <laughs> on this rabbit trail, so we'll keep going. Well, hopefully, this can provide value even to somebody that maybe isn't a believer. Yeah, hundred percent. Because here's the deal: like even going back to the question you just asked, are, are you know, are, are you winning? Like, are you winning? And I think the question is like, how do we even define that? How do most people define winning by being happy? What if, what if you, you know, what if the person that goes to work every day and they don't love their job, you know, they don't hate their job, but they don't love it. They spend time doing that. They, you know, things, things, they could pick a hundred things in their life that they're not happy about, but their marriage is good. Their kids are good. Both of them are, are healthy and working strong yeah. and they're making disciples and they're committed to the Lord. Are they winning? Mm-hmm. They're not an entrepreneur. They're not making $800,000 a year. Right. They don't drive a different car. That's on them. To decide, to, and to, to that's what I'm getting that. at. It's like we have to define that. It, it's like we we even we project like people that people that work their butts off, like you know, work 15 hour days and aren't home that much. You know, maybe don't see their wife as much. And you know, you you'll have someone else who you know maybe try to give advice of like you know you need to evaluate your work life balance. And I was like, who are you to determine their work life balance? Maybe the spouse is completely cool with it and there's not an issue in their, their marriage is better than yours and they're happy. <laughs> right, he, right, just, right, right, right. he sees her three hours less a day, but he loves what he's does and his wife loves what she does. Like they don't need, right. So it's like, who are you to determine the work life balance that I need in my life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so to, because, because your spouse rags you when you stay at the office an hour late, you're going to project that on me and assume my wife's doing the same thing. Right, right, right. And it's like, so I think it is, I think that's where it, comes down to again self-awareness and communication between two people or the family like you know what do my kids need from me you know if your kid's a self-starter he may not need you all the time around but maybe your 
kids not you know people have kids that you know maybe you have a kid with special needs like we have so many in our in our for sure in our congregation you know where it requires more attention so you got to give up what you love doing maybe you love your job you got to give that up because your kid needs you like yeah so we those are things you can't define or we can't define for someone i think that's where the self-awareness comes in it's like knowing yourself knowing what your spouse needs and communication and and when circumstances change when life season changes be willing to adapt yeah not drawing a line in the sand saying nah this is what i'm doing you know you can get with it you can get with it you can get out type thing you know it's not you don't ruin your marriage over it or anything yeah because you know and i heard i was listening to a podcast the other day uh carrie newhoff had um a couple people on there were it was two females it just happened to be two females they're both leaders in what they do you know they're both like you know like champions for for their particular industry and and as they were talking about it they were talking about the the life the life balance lie or myth the life balance Uh. myth and they were talking about how there is no balance like you're you're never you never wake up one day and go oh i have the perfect balance of family ministry disciple making like it's it's not this you know and the way i describe it I, I I personally believe now this is Brad Livingston belief. I can I can probably help you with chapter verse and it's, you know what book like I could probably support this in scripture. Actually, I know I could, but at the end of the day, I don't think there is a balance. I think you either give your whole life to this, and in turn you marry and you date and you do that according to where God wants to take you, or you sacrifice yeah. your end goal on where God wants to take you on behalf of the person that yeah. you're going to end up with. Who says we need balance? What is, what, and what, what is, is that? It? What is it? Like, that's the whole thing. Mm. Listen, um, I talk to my wife regularly and when there are certain things that come up, I let her know certain things are coming up. She knows the four weeks before Easter, forget it. I'm going to be working nine hour, 12 hour days, you know, like, it, like we're going to be grinding. But she also knows that, there's a stretch in June where she's going to get plenty of like who she's going to be around me so much. I get on her nerves. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we're like, and so what is balance? Like, do I, should I be working more in June and working less in March and April around Easter? Like not to, to, meet. to meet someone else's quote unquote balance standard standard or someone that's not your spouse. Someone that's not my spouse <laughs> right. is going to tell me like, or do we continue to constantly have open dialogue and conversations about where we are in life to make sure that at, since we're all been thrown together in this pot of like gumbo, if you will, mm. um, <laughs> so since we've all been thrown in, now that we've all been thrown in, we 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 run this race together. Like we're doing this together, and even life's rec- recent circumstances have changed. Even what that looks like, um, probably not forever, but for a little bit, so that we can continue to do this together. So like the balance thing, I think, is even a lie. But um, what will happen? is people will step in and they'll even breathe toxic stuff into you trying to make you they're trying to fix their life in you instead of letting you fix your life like yeah. and when i say you fix your life obviously the lord and and so but, i mean don't get me wrong but no nah, them toxic people they it's like so i i used to um have a boss that um I guess I could talk to him this way because I, I, he, we respected each other. Ah, um, one of those, yeah. Uh, we respected each other, but I just, it was before I was a Christian and saved, and I just didn't take no crap from people, you know. <laughs> and anyways, he used to come into work in the worst mood and would just come grumpy down the sidewalk, and he, soon as he would see other people, 
generally us, the sales guy standing around, you know, he would uh just sometimes just want to just go complain about something. I I put my head up. I said, stop, stop. Wait, whoa, whoa. I say. You're living in your own personal hell. Don't bring that over here to me. You yeah, know, like, come on. like yeah. that's how I feel. Like, and, and he would just and he would stop and and keep on moving. Like, I'm having a good day. Like, yeah. you can live in your own hell and be miserable, but bruh, come on, man, take that. Listen, and I got I got enough reasons. I've got enough things in my own personal life that could drag me down if I let them. I'm definitely not going to let yours drag me down. No, you know what I'm saying. No, like, no. so we gotta. It, you know, we spent some time on that, but I think it's worth it. I that think some of y'all, like, I think some of y'all like uh, need some help with that, man, because some people are tolerating toxic people in, in envi- environments or places, um, and even uh, we are continuing or allowing toxic practices. Uh, you know, uh, we got a couple people in the church right now who have family members who are like, "I'm not going back to church um, because they got to prove to me." that they want me there because i got hurt and it's like man if you don't stop acting 10 years old like who are who are you to think that you're the only person that's ever been hurt in the church like you you want to talk about church hurt like come on this side of the desk like oh what happened someone oh. didn't, someone didn't call you back you didn't get an email someone didn't hand write you a letter like suck it up man or uh, yeah or it's probably not even that like, or ma'am we don't whichever. get we don't get a whole lot of uh not like we get tons of calls you know but it's like you know Oh, I didn't stop the conversation with the the guest that was here Sunday right. for the first time to attend to your need. Sure, it's like, sure. Come on, and, and and obviously we say that kind of tongue in cheek, but seriously. But for real, though, you know, it and it's like, and and you know, with church hurt, who hasn't had that? Number one, if yeah, you've been in church, been you know, churches are full of people. Yeah, you know, the, um, the bank hurt me, but I keep cashing my check. Oh, <laughs> see, we can end right now. Look. Okay, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, McDonald's got my order wrong, but we still go back. Like, yeah, come on, yeah. man. Yeah, Chick Fil A never got my order wrong. You Chick- know that. And if they do, I'm gonna go with it because I think they know better for me than I know for myself. They do. <laughs> they <laughs> so, know what's best. So, so anyway, no. But I'm saying is like you're right though. But you know, well, you know what the best cure for church hurt is? Church. Yeah. Like maybe maybe a different one if the church would actually if it's a continual. Hurt or yeah. Whatever. If it was yeah, like yeah. an actual like thing, but not just some childish, you know, like. Well, that's the thing is like, so people, so people will get hurt, you know, by the church, whoever, you know what I mean? Like so people will get offended by other people. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It's not all about church hurt, but people will get offended by other people and then separate themselves from all people. And it's like, uh, who, who, yeah. who, like okay. way to stick it to them, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Like, so, could, so that's a great point because sometimes what people, they'll, they'll, they'll disguise it as church hurt, but it's really like, and, and here's the thing in like, we'll speak for ourselves as church staff. We're people too. Like sometimes, sure. sometimes we drop the ball sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes what people don't realize is far, as far as like me and you, you know, a little more on the senior leadership level, people get frustrated with stuff that we did or did or we don't do, but we didn't even know. Sure. Like, sure. You didn't come visit me or my, you know, husband in the hospital. That's an example. And it's like, I didn't even know they were in the hospital. Yeah, you, like how, yeah, I, yeah I, I, you know, I lost my ability to read minds. Um, <laughs> But but we don't so and, but obviously you can you apologize for that and all that sure, but it's like of course. sometimes it's like people on our team our staff like with we're their people too and maybe they drop the ball uh, so you you stop going to church altogether you stop worshiping God you stop going and hearing the word because a person even if they're at wrong they drop the ball like yeah. where's the grace and forgiveness like okay you dropped the ball and it kind of aggravated me but let's move forward it's like when I that's what- just 
That's I, dumb. Yeah, I love what Tim Keller says. He says, if you quit going to church because people hurt you, your faith was never in God. It was in people anyways. It's like... Tim mm. Keller. <laughs> so, but all that, all that to say, you know, I have, I have a, there's a way that I build relationships in my own personal life. You know what I mean? Um, and even for me, so I, if I'm, if I'm connecting with someone new for the first time, I'll text them. I'll, I'll contact them three times without them. They don't have to contact me back. They don't have to reach back out to me. Like I'll text them. I'll call them. I'll, you know, I'll make three individual contacts with that person trying to set up a lunch. I'll meet them for coffee, do all that. If during those three times and after those three times, they never make an attempt to contact me or call me, I stop. And then people get mad and they're like, well, you never call me anymore. It's like, you never call me. Like I'm building relationships with people who want me to be there. I'm not chasing you down so that I can try to bring value to you. If you want, if you want me to bring value into your life, then call me like, you have my number, like, like, like yeah, you know. it's a two-way street. Like, I don't want anyone calling me. <laughs> like, is this textable? Like, <laughs> no offense. Like, sure, okay, I, text yeah, me. Yeah. You know, like, like, if you want to, if you want to go to lunch, <laughs> don't be mad that I didn't call you and invite you to lunch if you hadn't texted me and invited me to lunch. Because like, here's the thing, I'll put this out there. I'm going to lunch. Lunch like, is happening I'm, every day. I'm gonna eat. <laughs> so you're welcome. To January <laughs> between the first Sunday in January and the third Saturday in January, I'm not eating lunch. But other than that, yeah, I'm eating lunch every day. 21 yeah. days of prayer and fasting. January, I don't. But other than that, I'm finna eat. You can bet your salary on it. I'm eating lunch. Yeah. So Find if you want, if you want relationship, come join us. Pick up your phone. And text Justin or call me, like whatever, however you want to do that. But all that to say, like, you, there's plenty of reasons to not be like a complainer, to not let it own you, to not let it consume you. So, so, so where where are we that. at on our point? Listen, here? Man, we're still on point one. That's, <laughs> so we uh, to get rid of it's got to go first. Remove the junk. We talked about toxic junk. people, places, and practices. And we gave this little list here where we talked about some of the things that'll help people as you cut some of the stuff from you, as you remove toxic people, uh, particularly toxic people, but even other things from your life. Uh, there are a few things that we want to help people see. Number one is don't expect them to change. Like if you're cutting toxic people out of your life, don't think they're just going to change because you cut them out of their life. There's a good chance that they're just going to complain about you now and add you to their complaining list, but they're not changing anything. That's true. Number two, establish and maintain borders. You have to, uh, you have to create a level of proximity that you'll allow in your life from uh, toxic people. Uh, number three, don't be pulled into, uh, into crisis. Uh, a lot of times crisis will happen in our lives. They'll hit and that'll be the reason we let them or it'll hit their life. And we feel like we got to jump back in, man. Don't get pulled into that. Uh, number four, own your difficulties and weaknesses. You know, you have a problem too. We all have problems. So we got to own that, you know? Um, number five, understand projection. Understand when you really don't have the problem, they're projecting their problem onto you. Number six, know uh, they may resist. And then number seven, choose your battles carefully. You know, so, um, so let's let's move quick, man. We spent quite a bit of time on that, but um, I'm okay with it. I'm totally okay with it. Remove the junk, and if you don't, uh, the general consensus from the first thirty minutes of this podcast was, if you don't remove the junk, then it's on you with what your life ends up being. Period. Mm. 
So, mm. so next, after you move the junk, you got to repair your damage. Repair your damage. And I think the reality, what we're really hitting on here with repairing your damage is forgiveness. Like you've got to, you've got to mm, allow yourself to become whole by forgiving the people that hurt you the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't get whole until you forgive. You can't repair the damage from where the junk was until you forgive the people um, that have put that, you know, that have put that for some, for, you know, for some people, they have put themselves in bad practices, um, in bad places because of a toxic person that was uh, a part of their life decades earlier. Right. So, um, because my dad was verbally abusive and here I am 30 years later and I have toxic practices and I'm going to toxic places because of what happened back then. Um, and you got to forgive the back then so that you can take care of the right now. You know what I'm saying? And so we have to repair our damage. And, and in that, we talked about 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The old is gone. Mm. Like, you have to let go of yesterday. I'm not saying free. You know, people talk about forgive and forget. And I, I think I know that that's not true. I'll forgive, but I don't ever forget. You know, and so uh, the old is gone, the new has come. We have to cling to the new um, that God makes available for us. And then Matthew six fourteen and 15, because we're talking about repairing your damage. So if we're going to repair the damage, that means there is damage, which means we have to forgive someone. But if we're going to repair that damage, that means God has to forgive us. So if he's going to forgive us, Matthew 6 says, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others, your father will not forgive you. So the process by which you are forgiven is to forgive. So the process by which you repair yourself is to forgive others for the damage they've done to you. So in you becoming whole, it requires you to forgive other people. But man, it's, you're not forgiving other people for them. You're forgiving them for yourself. Like it's about you being free and being repaired. That's and, right. And renovated. So, and then number three, rebuild healthy environment. So we're going to remove the junk. We're going to repair the damage, but then we're going to rebuild healthy environments. Right. And so new relationships and, and you know, we were talking about, um, we were talking about how the detox and we we're even looking at how like the detox in a human body, if you were to do a detox for your, for your system, you know, um, one of the things that happens is after you get the junk out and after the damage gets repaired, what happened, your body literally realigns itself, um, with, with a healthy liner, you know, in your intestines and all that stuff. Um, and I think our, we, our life should look like that where we reintroduce a healthy liner, um, a healthy protective a system in our lives um, through environments. And so the, you know, the ways we talked about those small groups, like getting into a small group. And we even talked about other leadership opportunities that at TC we offer. If you guys are out there and you're considering the men and men, uh, men and women mentoring, man, you can go to transformationchurch.com and you can fill out an application for that. Um, if you want to be mentored or led by someone that's just been doing this a while. And I say this, I'm talking about just leadership in general life, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're connecting younger husbands to older, uh, older husbands so that they can know what it looks like to be a, a godly husband. We're mm-hmm. connecting younger fathers to older fathers who, whose kids are grown to say, listen, man, I did this and don't do that. Or I did this and it went well. You should, you know, 
Um, so we're, we're doing that and, and also women and, and all those things. So we're introducing mentoring. We have the leadership pipeline, which we're super pumped about the leadership pipeline. That's going to be awesome. Uh, and then we have small groups, but Proverbs thirteen twenty says, walk, walk, uh, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffer harm. Um, so man, if you want to be wise, walk with the wise. That's like this quote I tweeted one time. It said, you know, sit with winners. The conversation's different. Man, that's good. That's good. You should, I'm going to go find it and retweet it. Find it. But John Mark Green says, as you remove toxic people from your life, you free up space and emotional energy for positive, healthy relationships. Like as we remove the toxic stuff in our life, uh, then we're making room for the healthy stuff, but we got to remove the toxic stuff to make room for the healthy stuff, you know? So, um, and then number four, uh, what do you got there, Justin? Religion versus regeneration. Religion versus regeneration. And, and the, what we kind of hit on that, and I didn't get to read the scripture on Sunday because we ran out of time, um, but I'm going to read it now. Titus 3.5 says this, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. That when we're being made brand new, Man, the Holy Spirit is renewing us. Like so, as we remove the junk, we repair the damage. All those things, the Holy Spirit is is renewing us. And and, and so, I also wrote it or took it down from the Living Bible, um, and I wanted to read that because I think it's just, it's just powerful. So we're talking about how the gospel regenerates us, right? It's not religion where we we try to take on healthy practices, but we're not being made brand new. Like the gospel actually makes us brand new. And if we never get a new start, then we never quite fulfill what we're trying to aim for. So if you're just trying to remove toxic people, toxic places and toxic practices from your life, but you're not putting God at the head of your life, you're always going to feel like you're failing at that. Like you're never going to win. And the living Bible says, once we were foolish and disobedient, we were led by others and became slaves to many evil pleasures and wicked desires. Our lives were full of resentment and envy. We hated others and they hated us. But when the time came for the kindness and love of our God and Savior to appear, then he saved us, not because we were good enough to be saved, but because of his kindness and pity by washing away our sins and giving us the new joy of the indwelling Holy Spirit. And man, I think that that's if, you know, kind of capping this whole thing off for today, that if you really want the joy, like if you really want to, like as you remove all of these things from your life, you're going to have to put something else back in. And at the end of the day, it has to be the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit can only come uh, as we have been regenerated. So the Holy Spirit comes in and does a cleansing through grace, through Jesus, through the cross. Uh, We repent, we turn from our sins, and then we become renewed, regenerated, uh, and we obtain a new life in Christ uh, as the Holy Spirit comes in and we uh, take on a new indwelling, we become a new creation, Second Corinthians 5.17. So uh, as we take all of that on, uh, so we talked a lot today about becoming better. A lot. But at the end of the day, you'll never become better until you become new. Because Jesus didn't come to make us better. He came to make us new. And when we become new, then the Holy Spirit takes over and we get a new start in Christ with someone else steering the ship and uh always it's always better when the holy spirit's guiding and directing our (laughs) life so man we appreciate you guys thank you for tuning in today yes um i hope you enjoyed the 
podcast and you guys can find me uh brad livingston you can find me at brad livingston underscore on instagram uh and twitter so feel free to check us out show us some love send us a tweet tag us in something we'd love to see it justin where they find you at instagram twitter instagram. twitter's the spot instagram justin oswald underscore i feel like twitter's on the up again let's listen I, I feel like it's back on the i feel like it's coming up it needs to but Facebook got me messed up when they took away their third party thing. Not getting into all that. That's a social media podcast. But yeah, no, it's cool. They, they took away my ability to tweet and automatically send it to Facebook. I wasn't disappointed because now I don't have to go to Facebook and delete <laughs> stuff that automatically posted. But, uh, uh, but yeah, yeah. No, no, it was cool. So yeah, uh, we appreciate it. You can find more about us here at tctransformationchurch.com or uh, on Facebook and Instagram at Transformation Pensacola. You can also send us any questions or uh, anything to follow up at transformationchurch.com. We'd love to have your questions. Um, yeah, so we appreciate you guys tuning in today. Um, you make sure you subscribe and you know share the podcast, follow, and all those things. And uh, we really appreciate it and help us uh, help us spread the word a little bit. So uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Sounds good, guys. Thanks.